A Light in the Darkness, Part 1 Prologue It was quiet in the kingdom that night. A cool breeze blew through the trees, and the guards walked the paths of the castle. Yet through the entire castle, only one window was lit. It was down near the library and off to the side near the docks. It was the room of the court defense teacher. Inside sat rows of books, an old bed, and a table with a crystal skull on it. Inside of the room sat the defense teacher himself. He silently waved his hand over the crystal skull, as if in a trance. Suddenly, the skull exploded with fire. It shifted and swirled, and then settled and formed into a fine crystal sword. It looked as if it was something from a fairy tale. The teacher smiled, showing his near-demonic red eyes. He reached out and took hold of the sword. Even as he looked into its blade, it began to change him and merge him into something more powerful. The sword engulfed him in flames, until when the flames died down, he was covered in a hollow black shell of knight's armor. Magma poured through the cracks of the armor, and all of a sudden, a ghostly horse, tall and black as night, with pale red eyes, appeared next to him. Mounting his horse, he laughed and galloped away from the castle, leaving only ashen hoofprints on the moat. Chapter 1 The next morning, Nathan woke up to find three things. One, his sword hanging on the wall. Two, his ceremonial robes neatly folded on top of his desk, and three, the blinding sun. Nathan hurried to the window and looked out over the kingdom. Everything and everyone was running about, preparing for the big ceremony that night. Nathan grabbed his sword and boots and hurried to put on his dad's ranger's tunic from when his father was a boy. Doing so quickly, he jumped out the window. Sliding down the vines along the side of the tower, he decided to grab an apple from the kitchen as he went. The chef, who was hurriedly slicing up a goose, looked out the window and yelled, Where are you off to today, boy? Nathan turned and yelled, To the garden, of course. The chef just smiled and went back to his work. Nathan jumped off the tower and sprinted through the market square, dodging and ducking at past people. Jumping up the wall and coming out at the armory, Nathan walked along the wall and watched the guards train and shine their ceremonial armor. Nathan ran along the top of the wall and jumped down into the castle garden. There, he settled down and took a bite out of his apple. He sighed and listened to the birds sing in the air as he sat underneath one of the tall oak trees in the garden. Suddenly, he heard clanking footsteps approach from behind. He turned to greet the person but he found only an armored knight holding a giant claymore high above his head. But Nathan, well prepared for this and taught, pulled out his sturdily crafted broadsword and parried the blow. The knight stumbled backwards, and Nathan jumped off the cobblestone wall, which is not an easy thing to do with boots, trust me, and thrust his sword into the knight's head. His sword suddenly glowed red-hot, and Nathan yelped as he fell off of the knight. The black-armored knight flailed around the garden, smacking into different bushes and walls as he clutched his mask. He finally let out a harrowing shriek and exploded. The only thing left from the rubble was Nathan's sword buried into a charred and crashed helmet. Nathan sat up, 
bewildered at what had just happened. All at once, nightfall seemed to cover the kingdom, and the lights from the castle lit themselves. Then, Nathan heard screams and yelling from up in the throne room. From what he could see down below in the courtyard, Nathan could see shadows of knights fighting, people running back and forth, and dogs barking and jumping. Nathan sprinted up the road past the armory and through the gate, almost as if wings were on his feet. Nathan raced into the throne room, only to see that his parents were gone and more black knights were surrounding the guests and guards. Nathan looked out the window to see a black knight in ghostly, skeletal armor with a giant red feather sticking from his helmet. Liquid fire poured from his eyes as he galloped across the moat with Nathan's parents, bound and gagged. Nathan, unusually calm in this situation, sprinted back to his room and grabbed a few bottles of some strange liquid, a loaf of bread, apples, and some roast beef. Nathan slid back down the tower, hopped away, and instead of running to the armory, ran through to the stables. There, he grabbed his olive green cloak and mounted a young horse, specially selected for him by a stable keeper. The guards at the gate watched as Nathan galloped after the Black Knight. I won't let him get away with this, Nathan yelled, and the horse, almost conveniently, quickened its pace. Chapter 2 Nathan, though traveling fast, lost sight of the Black Knight and his parents quickly. They were just too far away. The road split, and the paths went to the Oakensmith Forge to the right, and the other to the mountains on the left. Nathan knew some family friends, who also happened to be magicians, that lived in the mountains. But he looked down at what he was wearing, and he saw that he was going to need more than just boots and a cloak if he was going to rescue his parents. Going down the right path instead, Nathan thought about putting together his own team to rescue his parents. Not a team of adults, he thought, but of kids his age. Kids, as far as he concerned, were far more creative than adults. As he galloped through the woods, he suddenly felt sleepy. The sun began to rise, and even before his eyes closed, the last thing that he saw was smoke from a house. Nathan awoke to the smell of bacon and eggs. Off in the distance, he heard chickens somewhere. He sat up and looked around. The only life that he saw in this well-lit room was a man with watermelon-sized shoulders and sausages for fingers. The man turned around and smiled. Ah, so you're awake. He set down a plate of bacon and toast to Nathan. He sat up from the couch that he was sitting on, and he saw a girl his age standing on the stairs, just watching him. She turned and went back upstairs. The man sat down near the fire. So, you must be Mr. Oakensmith? Nathan asked. The big man laughed. Yes, that's me. What's your name, boy? Nathan said. My name's Nathan. Nathan Arthurus. Ogan Smith choked on his drink. Wait, what did you say your name was? Nathan smiled. It's good to hear that you know of the royal family. His eyes were as big as snowballs. Why, yes, I do indeed. Heck, almost everyone knows the royal family. Uh, can I get you anything else, sir? Nathan smiled. Actually, yes. Uh... I happen to be traveling after a black knight. Could you get me the best armor that you have in stock? Ogensmith's smile broadened. That's just what I fancy. I think I have just the thing for you. Wait here. While the big man ran to fetch his tools, Nathan walked out the door. The cool morning air brushed his face, and he stared out into a sea of tall grass and fields. Nathan walked back in, only to find the same girl from before on the roof. She was sharpening a long knife of hers. 
So, what's your name again? Nathan looked up to her. My name's Nathan. What's your name? The girl straightened up. The name's Leonora. Nathan suddenly felt as if he knew this girl from somewhere, as if she was a friend from the past. He looked over his shoulder only to see a small field mouse run by. I am leaving tonight. If you wanted to come with me, you'd have to talk with your dad. He walked inside, and Leonora frowned. What a stupid thing to say, she thought to herself. She turned, climbed back through the window to her room, and continued to sharpen her knife. Leonora tried to forget about what she had just heard, but all of a sudden, and she didn't know why, she found herself packing supplies into her backpack. She grabbed some spare clothes, some lettuce, maybe some carrots, and her knife. She hurried down the stairs, past the twilight sky, and she came in upon Nathan and her father, looking at a bright blue chest plate and the table covered in maps and drinks. If you're going to the mountains, kid, then you'll want to take the secret path behind the mountain. After that, you should be able to... The silence of the house was cut by a heavy knocking on the door. Ogan Smith grabbed his lantern and opened the door. Standing in the twilight sky stood the Shadow Knight, tall and scary. Mr. Oakensmith, I presume? Ogensmith gulped and stepped aside. The Shadow Knight stepped in and looked around the room. I came here in search of a young boy. Tell me, do you own any children of your own, sir? Ogensmith tried to keep from screaming. No, sir. Only my livestock and tools reside in this old house. The Shadow Knight sniffed the air. Very well. He turned, his ragged black cloak billowing out behind him. Mounting his ghostly horse, he galloped away into the forest and soon disappeared from sight. Ogensmith sighed and then turned around, only to find that Nathan and Leonora had both vanished.